Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here, our number 877 381-3811, 877-381-3811. Hope you'll stay with me on this Friday. A lot to cover. I was in the car today for a prolonged period of time and could hear some of the radio shows. And boy, oh boy, these guys really need to work a little bit harder. Stop transcribing my show. I mean this seriously. So I'm glad you're here because I have a lot to say that I doubt you've heard much about. First of all, you notice we're having to chase all these lies from the Democrats and all these lies from the media. It's day in and day out now to try and correct the record. There's a couple of things I want to tell you. No impeachment process has ever been run this way, ever, in American history. There have only been a few, so we know. I studied very carefully the impeachment of Andrew Johnson. I studied it during the course of the Bill Clinton impeachment. This is the first time there hasn't been a vote on the House floor respecting an impeachment inquiry of a President of the United States where all members' votes are recorded. First time. And, of course, we're now moving past that quickly into what did Rudy Giuliani know. What did the, I just want to slow this down. There's a reason every member is to vote. So you know, on the record, all over the country, where your member of Congress stands. So Nancy Pelosi has violated the tradition and the process that is used for impeachment inquiries involving presidents in this country. And what has she done? She's hijacked the process. She's hijacked it. You now have Nancy Pelosi from San Francisco, Elliot Engel, and Nadler from New York, Cummings from Baltimore, and Schiff from L.A. All dark blue towns that never voted for Trump. To the exclusion of the rest of the country leading a so-called impeachment inquiry. It is the most undemocratic process you can imagine. When the whole nation, the whole body politic is supposed to be involved in this process. We're all supposed to be convinced about this process. Not the Democratic caucus, but the entirety of the House of Representatives. The entirety of the nation is supposed to participate in this. We voted for the President of the United States. Now we're going to have a handful of radical left-wing Democrats from radical left-wing blue towns leading an impeachment inquiry without a vote on the House floor? 
And she's going around talking about cover-up, and people are violating the law, and this one's a criminal, and that one's a criminal. She is the most fascistic speaker of the House we have ever had. Ever had. And that's exactly what she is. Then I look at the media in this country, who are now writing stories about me and others who are defending the president. I'm defending the process. Is it not amazing to you, ladies and gentlemen, that you'll see newsrooms across this country, every single cable channel, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox, every single network, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, of course, MSNBC. Not a single newsroom is curious about the identity of the rogue CIA operative. None. They don't want to know about him. Because Nancy Pelosi and the Schumer slash Clinton lawyer that this rogue CIA operative has hired have said, we cannot reveal his identity. It will endanger him. Now we have this individual whose conduct in the White House is unconscionable. It's diabolical. Who had no first-hand knowledge of anything, but made it his business to start interviewing people and collecting information. The others there, from intelligence agencies and so forth, they didn't file any whistleblower complaints. They didn't think any of this rose to that kind of a level, which I've pointed out has been repeated all day long. But this individual did. So this nation belongs to us. The president was elected. President, obviously. And we're now being told by Nancy Pelosi and her hand-picked radical Democrats from these dark blue cities that you and I and 320 million other people don't get to know a damn thing about this CIA operative. We can't even know his name. They want to throw a president out of office if they had their way. And you and I and the rest of the citizenry, we have to rely on secondhand information spun by the media, spun by the Democrats, as the basis. Or the leading basis. We don't even get to know who this guy is. We don't get to scrutinize him. Since when have the media held back like this and protected an individual like this? Since now and only now. And then they'll tell you, read his complaint. It's very serious. Excuse me. I want to know more about this guy. And he needs to be questioned about this complaint. You don't just flop that on TV and flop it out there in newspapers and tell us, look how important this is. That complaint hasn't even been tested it hasn't been tested and as I speak we don't really know who wrote it and I pointed that out and it's being repeated all day and that's great that's written like a serious lawyer's brief not by some CIA operative civil servant and we have a right the American people to know We have a right to know if anybody participated in writing that complaint. We have a right to know if Democrats were involved. We have a right to know if committee staffers were involved. 
We have a right to know all that. But they won't tell us. And the media have no interest whatsoever. A guy like me has been raising these issues. Leading the battle. For constitutional integrity. Because that's what I do. And Jeremy Peters at the New York Times could care less. Phil Bump at the Washington Post could care less. None of them care. What happened to reporters and investigative reporters? They don't care. Because it's not the narrative. It's not the narrative. We know that there were three Democrat senators who wrote a letter a year and a half ago. Strong-arming the general prosecutor in the Ukraine. Insisting that he work with Mr. Mueller to investigate the President of the United States. Those three Democrat senators have barely been questioned. They haven't even been questioned. Should they not be facing ethics investigations? How about expulsion? When they're working with a foreign government, quote-unquote, to interfere in the American government. We have another senator, Democrat, Murphy, from Connecticut, who recently told the Ukrainian government, told the Ukrainian government, you damn well better not investigate Joe and Hunter Biden. Or bipartisan support for aid to Ukraine will be gone. Nobody talks about this on MSNBC, CNN, the newsrooms all over cable. Silent. Well, that's whataboutism. That's a diversion. No, it's a... It's a complete picture for the American people to understand what's taking place in this country. Untouchables. Untouchables. And the reason why they're conducting themselves this way is to protect themselves and the Democrats. Same with the Russia collusion matter. Senior level of the FBI and intelligence agencies leaking to the media, the media covering up for them and them covering up for the media. That's exactly what's taking place now. The reason why Nancy Pelosi went to that podium, as I pointed out the other day, and announced that she, in her fascistic wisdom, had decided that we are going to have a formal impeachment inquiry. And people said, well, how the hell did she... Why would the, She didn't wait for the transit. It's because... They had the rogue CIA operatives complaint, as I pointed out. It stated August 12th, and one of the recipients was Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is the Svengagi. That's what he is. Now, what should the Republicans do about this? Few of them have found their way to Fox News. A few of them are duking it out on CNN and MSNBC. This is why I never supported Kevin McCarthy. The guy is very, very poor at speaking, at thinking, at leading. So here's the Levin plan, since this is our country and we don't have to just be spectators. The Republicans must make this process as painful for the Democrats as possible. They should use every tactic, including guerrilla political warfare tactics. 
they should provide their own list of witnesses and documents and demand them. If this is going to be an impeachment inquiry, they don't have to sit there and get upset and say there's nothing we can do in the minority. Make your case to the American people. That's what this is about. Make your case to the American people. Make the Democrats pay a price. Every damn one of them. Put out your list of witnesses that you want. You want the whistleblower. You want Mr. Schiff's staff. You want the whistleblower's lawyer. They want the president's lawyer, for God's sakes. There's an arms-long list that you can provide. What else do you want? Documents. Phone records. Texts. Emails. Of this rogue CIA operative. Oh, we can't talk about him. He's a whistleblower. The whole system will be broken. We, Ladies and gentlemen... That's part of their scheme. That's why they use the whistleblower system. We need to blow up their scheme politically. We need to blow it up. We need to destroy it. We need to get to this guy and expose him. And expose everything he's done with everyone he's done it with. We don't just sit back here, but sit back and wait for the facts. People don't understand what's it. Sit back and wait for the facts. We're in the middle of a battle here. Facts, scenarios are being created. Narratives are being created. Information's being created. You don't sit back and wait for the facts. You get your hands dirty and find out what the hell's going on. And they should demand that their witnesses and the documents and the phone records and all the rest be released. They should demand it. They should demand what they're demanding of the President of the United States. And they should spell out why they want the witness, why they want the documents, why they want what they want. And tell the American people why. Because this was hatched by congressional Democrats. This was hatched by individuals in the bureaucracy to try and undermine the presidency of the United States. This was hatched in order to reverse the course of the 2016 election and disenfranchise 63 million Americans. You need to make the case to the American people. You're going to have to go over the heads of the media. Have your press conferences. Saturate the media. They can't ignore it completely, but go on social media. Do what you have to do. They should, as I said, demand every day a vote on the House floor, a roll call recorded vote on the matter of a formal impeachment inquiry. And otherwise, they should say day in and day out, this is a phony inquiry. This is not a legitimate inquiry. You're cutting out 95% of the American people. You're not holding representatives in the House of Representatives accountable. It is not up to San Francisco, New York, Baltimore, and L.A. to make decisions for the rest of the country. And there's more they should do, and I'll explain it when I return. Mark Lovin.
Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. We have one newsman, I'm looking at the right scoop, our buddy Brian Seid, who says, there's something there. This anchorman knows nothing more than we know. He knows absolutely nothing about the veracity of the rogue CIA operative. He knows nothing about the veracity of his document. It hasn't been tested. He hasn't been tested. That's why in a courtroom you have certain kinds of due process. Of course, this isn't a courtroom, but there has to be some kind of due process. Otherwise, it's not an inquiry. It's a setup. It's a setup. There's something there, he tells us. He's a newsman. He doesn't know anything. He has the same documents we have, but there's something there. Let me inform this newsman and all the rest of the newsmen who seem to have missed this. We had Sean Davis on this program the other day, brilliant, from the Federalist. Intel community secretly nixed whistleblower demand of first-hand information. Notice this information is coming from the new media, the internet media, citizen media, not the old long-in-the-tooth media who are lazy and don't do their own investigative work. They sit there and read the same thing we do, and they didn't tell us what to think. I'm going to get into this, as well as many, many other issues, but I'm going to get into this, because you know there's something there. Oh, okay. There's nothing here. Except, of course, the something is this grand cabal. It won't stop, and neither will we. We will continue to confront it, because this Constitution, this electoral system is ours. We voted in this president, and we'll defend him. I'll be back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right, you can subscribe to Imprimus for free. 
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. We're going to get to this whistleblower change, which is crucially important in a second. What else should the Republicans do? They should demand the testimony of Hunter Biden in public. They should demand his phone records, his bank accounts. They should demand information from his accountant. They should treat him exactly the way Don Jr. has been treated. They should demand the phone records of when Vice President Biden was vice president. I'd love to know where they kept those. All this talk about, well, all the uh, transcripts in a secure area. So what's wrong with that? The transcript's not supposed to be released to the public. None of these conversations a president has with another head of state. Why shouldn't it be? Well, he moved it because he was worried about this one. He had nothing to worry about this one. The Republicans need to step up. They need to get smart. They need to get strategic. They need to fight. The president is fighting back. He should. He should fight like holy hell. But so should they. The Democrats have one Achilles heel after another. Nancy Pelosi running around, there's a cover-up. I just gave them examples of what they should demand. And they can use that word cover-up over and over and over again. There are 227 members so far who support this impeachment inquiry. You know what that means? There's 208 that don't. That's almost 50-50. There are 12 Democrats who don't support it. You don't go into impeachment when it's almost 50-50. I mean, there's so many things these Republicans can be doing. And they're doing very little. They're so nervous. We need to wait until the facts come out here. Facts come out? Don't you understand a coup when you see it? What facts? So this piece in The Federalist by Sean Davis is very, very important. It didn't come out of any newsroom on any cable show. None of the Sunday show hosts. You know, there's something here. What, what kind of reporting is that? We're reading the same damn thing you are. Listen to this about the great whistleblower. Do you remember I said here early on, I don't remember that whistleblowers include people who have secondhand information. Remember that, Mr. Producer? So when you have secondhand information, hearsay, you're not a whistleblower. Those are my years in the government. I don't remember that. Between May 2018 and August 29. Hello. May 2018 and August uh, 2019. That's a month ago. The intelligence community secretly eliminated a requirement that whistleblowers provide direct, first-hand knowledge of of alleged wrongdoings. Doesn't the inspector general over there know that? Oh, that's another one who we're supposed to hold up. Michael Horowitz, the IG at the uh, Department of Justice, we're supposed to attack. But this inspector general, he's the greatest. He's got to be the greatest. 
This raises questions about the intelligence community's behavior regarding the August submission of a so-called whistleblower complaint against President Donald Trump. The new complaint document no longer requires potential whistleblowers who wish to have their concerns expedited to Congress to have direct first-hand knowledge of the alleged wrongdoing that they are reporting. The brand-new version of the whistleblower complaint form, which was not made public until after the transcript of Trump's July 25 phone call with the Ukrainian President Zelensky and the complaint addressed to Congress were made public, eliminates... Hello? eliminates the first-hand knowledge requirement and allows employees to file whistleblower complaints even if they have zero direct knowledge of underlying evidence and only heard about wrongdoing from others, quote-unquote. Why is it that Sean Davis at the Federalist had to uncover this? You know, there's something there, I'm uh, sure, but there's something there. That's Sean Davis. You see, he's a partisan. Not like we reporters. We're out to get the information. And what information exactly did they get? Nothing. This stuff is fed to them by the Democrats. Documents the administration makes public. They read the same ones, and then they tell us what to think. You know, I looked at this phrase, and then I connected it to them. You know, there's something there. Like, I need to hear that from some guy. All of you are smarter than these people. Let's go on to a real reporter. The internal properties of the newly released Disclosure of Urgent Concern form, which the Intelligence Community Inspector General requires to be submitted under the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Protection Act, showed that the document was uploaded on September 24, 2019 at 4.25 p.m., just days before the anti-Trump complaint was declassified, and released to the public. The markings on the document state that it was revised in August 2019, but no specific date of revision is disclosed. This is the complaint, not the transcript. The complaint alleges that President Trump broke the law during a phone call with the Ukrainian president. Of course, Justice Department looked at it, and they said, no, he didn't. Well, we got to get rid of Bill Barr now. That Barr is rogue. This idiot Nancy Pelosi with her eyes bulging out of her head, with the sweat coming down of her one-inch makeup on her face, with the uh, plastic surgery popping loose. Oh, yeah. Running around from newsroom to newsroom to use the same word. <laughs> it's a cover-up. <laughs> they broke the law. <laughs> a previous version of the whistleblower complaint document, which the ICIG and the Director of National Intelligence until recently provided to potential whistleblowers, declared that any complaint must contain only first-hand knowledge of alleged wrongdoing, and that complaints that provide only hearsay, rumor, or gossip would be rejected. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we don't get to talk to the rogue CIA operator. We don't get to question him about his document and who was involved in its production he gets to put out hearsay information and the media go with every single piece and as a matter of fact the media has been manufacturing information for at least a week you know there's a quid pro quo here no there's not okay let's lower the standard we still got to get trump well he mentioned uh, biden seven or eight times no he didn't oh well he was withholding military 
support. You know, if we take this sentence and we marry it with a sentence 400 words later, it looks like it's a favor and it has, it's, it's, it's a lie. It's a flat-out lie. The Intelligence Community Inspector General, the ICIG, cannot transmit information via the Intelligence Community PWA based on an employee's second-hand knowledge of wrongdoing, the previous form stated, under the bolded headline, First-Hand Information Required. Now, in this so-called complaint by this so-called whistleblower, he specifically states several paragraphs down, but nonetheless on the first page, that the vast majority of the information he's using, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have it in front of me, is not firsthand. Wow, doesn't matter. Get Trump, get him, get him. There's something here. He goes on. This includes information received from another person, such as when an employee informs you that he, she witnessed some type of wrongdoing. This is in the form. If you think that wrongdoing took place but can provide nothing more than second-hand or unsubstantiated assertions, the Intelligence Committee Inspector General will not be able to process the complaint or information for submission through their system, it concluded. So this was changed. And the final iteration of the change was in August 2019. By my calculation... That's one month ago. By my calculation, just in time for the August 12th, 2019 complaint to be filed, excuse me, to be sent to Richard Burr. I don't know if he's, uh, they're sitting Shiva for him. I don't know if he's still with us or not. And, of course, Adam Schiff. Any problem with this, folks? Well, there's something here, you know, when I'm reading the same thing. I see something here. Jeremy Peters, you see anything here? Phil Bump? Nick, I don't want to look. I can't see it. You know, you're partisans. You're partisans. We're the press. We're professional journalists. You're professional propagandists. And again, some of you might be saying, how am I unraveling all this? I wrote about it on freedom of the press. There's a system to this. There's a system to this. New York Times, Washington Post, front pages, slice Ukraine call transcript to implicate Trump. Again, the Federalist website, terrific website, Tristan Justice. The New York Times and the Washington Post selectively cut up the transcript of a July phone call between President Donald Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky on the newspaper's front pages. Just like the old Holocaust days, huh, New York Times? Remember how you... Moved headlines around and put things in the back pages that she didn't want people to know and so forth. Remember all that? The good old days, huh? You have a lot of practice with this. So what did they do? The newspaper's front pages to fit each paper's misleading headline accusing Trump of requesting a favor that he never asked for. Quote, Trump offered justices aid for a probe of Biden, reads the Washington Post front page. No, he didn't. Quote, Trump asked for a favor in call memo shows, blares the New York Times headline. Each paper prominently displays selectively edited passages of the transcript. Tell me, what is the difference between these newspapers and Russia media? I mean, they even have the same ideology. 
Accurate context is seen below in more of the transcript. It undermines the misleading headlines from the two newspapers. Like this, quote, and this was the actual transcript. I would like you to do us a favor, though, us a favor, the country, not Trump, because our country's been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. Now, let me stop there. So the favor is to find out what happened with these servers. These allegations that have been, in, been reported. Not one word about Biden. Not one word about the campaign in 2020. Goes on. I guess you have one of your wealthy people while the server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like you to have the Attorney General call you and your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. To get to the bottom of what? What the Ukraine government did during the course of the last election when Obama and the Democrats were working with them. Yes. As you said yesterday, the President says, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, an incompetent performance. They say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. See, they don't read this on cable TV out loud. They don't explain this. The favor in question was Trump seeking help with the Department of Justice's probe into the 2016 election meddling by Ukraine. And I will add that the Democrats were pumping and juicing. Nowhere in the fully unclassified and unredacted transcript does it show Trump either demanding that Ukraine investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter as a favor or offer of a quid pro quo. What about Biden? Well, let's look into that. We've talked about it, but let's go back to it when I return. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. I strongly 
watch this Sunday. They all say the same thing, which is nothing. They don't have any new investigative information. The Republicans go on and they're attacked. The Democrats go on and they're smooched. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Don't waste your time. Spend your time elsewhere. Teach them a lesson. But definitely watch my show, 10 p.m. Eastern. I have Peter Schweitzer. Crucially important, we talk about the Bidens and Ukraine and the Bidens in China. And I wanted to get this information out. Because you're not going to get it in any single newsroom in America. And these are indisputable facts. I saw one liberal on our favorite cable channel. She kept saying the same thing. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were investigated. They're not under investigation. <coughs> Excuse me. They're not under investigation anymore. They were not found guilty of anything. That's not true. John Solomon wrote at great length yesterday about how the prosecutor said there that he was, in fact, going to interview Hunter Biden before Joe Biden had him fired. That Hunter Biden has never actually faced a formal investigation and interview. So the lies and the propaganda keep coming, whether it's from the media, whether it's from the surrogates, it doesn't matter. And you see, we're supposed to sit here and chase them all down. So I'm telling these Republicans, it's time to wake the hell up. And I love the way the media go to Jeff Flake. You know, there's uh, 35 Republican senators, if they could vote, you know, without their votes being public, would vote for convicting Trump, this idiot. He's not in the Senate anymore because the people of Arizona can't stand him. Ben Sass will probably learn a hard lesson, too. I can't wait for Mitt Romney to come up again in Utah. I'll personally campaign against him. I'm not running. I said I'll campaign against him. We want to hold people to account, don't we? These people are not only not interested in getting facts, they are interested in using the disinformation they're receiving. And information they are receiving at face value from a person they don't even know, whose credibility they have no measure on whatsoever. And using that information against their own party leader and president, because they're jealous as hell. And they're sanctimonious as hell. And they're never, I love reading these never Trumpers. Well, look, uh, Trump did what he did, but it's not necessarily impeachable. What did he do? Well, you know, he did what he did, but it's not necessarily... They have no concept or grasp on history. Trump has done nothing impeachable. If what Trump did is impeachable, then three-quarters of the presidents would have been impeached for doing a lot worse. I admit, not with Ukraine, but with the IRS, with the FBI, consulting with foreign governments. Oh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Check it out in Unfreedom of the Press. Or not. I'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877 I posted earlier today, the left-wing kooks in and out of media are making truly insane allegations. 
which mostly parrot the rogue CIA operative's political screed. They include, one, the administration hid the transcript on a classified secure server. Hid it from whom? The transcript was never supposed to be made public. It wasn't hidden. It was secured. Two, the administration covered up the rogue CIA operative's political screed by not turning it over to Congress in 14 days. Well, the document had to be vetted by executive branch lawyers, including White House Counsel and the Department of Justice and OLC, to determine whether the president and the executive branch would assert executive privilege. Because the president is named. Nonetheless, the president ordered it released. That's some cover-up. Number three, the administration broke the law by waiting a short period beyond the 14 days to provide the document. Nobody broke the law. The law says shall. But of urgent concern is another part of the language in the statute. And it doesn't even apply to the President of the United States. He's not an employee of the intelligence community. And it doesn't even apply to these circumstances in the statute. Any reporter like Jeremy Peters or Phil Bump should be able to read this or at least have somebody read it to them. But Nancy Pelosi gets away with this all the time. Meanwhile, the rogue CIA operative is clearly a political partisan. Just read his screen. His lawyer's political partisan. He witnessed absolutely nothing. Nothing. His screed was, direct, was written at the direction and assistance by lawyers, as I first said, and now the, the gaggle of backbenchers in, in on it, and that's good. His screed makes over-the-top allegations relating to policy. And his identity is concealed. Now, how convenient. Some courageous whistleblower. No, we can't, because his life will be threatened. So they have it all figured out. We're not supposed to get access to this guy. And we have to take everything at face value, and we have to accept it. Because there's something here, ladies and gentlemen, there's something here. Let's go back to the transcript. In fact, Trump's later mention of the prosecutor who was fired seems to also relate to the two presidents' larger discussions of rooting out political corruption. President Zelensky of the Ukraine notes that the previous Ukraine ambassador to the U.S. under his political opponent was bad, quote-unquote. And that the previous Ukrainian administration did not support U.S. interests. And Trump responds to him. Quote, good because you had a prosecutor who was very good and was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that the way they shut your very good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I'd like him to call you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will ask him to call you along with the Attorney General. Rudy very much knows what's happening and he's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the woman, was bad news. The people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, it's a lot of talk about Biden's son. So let's start at the first paragraph just before we get to Biden's son. It has absolutely nothing to do with Biden except the firing of the prosecutor. That is, Biden's name doesn't even come up. But he is concerned about the firing of the prosecutor and that the investigation was shut down. What is wrong with that? 
We have four Democrat senators pressing that government to do a hell of a lot more than a relatively passive statement by the President of the United States. And it goes on. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that, so whatever you can do with the Attorney General would be great. He says with the Attorney General. He doesn't even say with Giuliani. No, no, you've got to focus on Giuliani. No, I'm not going to focus on Giuliani. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution, so if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Trump wasn't the one who invented this. Biden confessed to it. There were news stories, including in the New York Times early on. Peter Schweizer, in his book, has an entire chapter on this. So what's the problem? Well, he's interfering with an election. Why? Is Biden the nominee of the Democrat Party? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No quid pro quo. Nothing. Nothing. Remember those headlines, the Washington Post and the New York Times selectively cut the transcript to make it appear as if there was a quid pro quo, because they are sleazy rags. Sleazy rags. They've been sleazy rags for a hundred years. They can't be trusted. Russia collusion. And the Holocaust. And I can go on and on and on. They're a joke. It's funny how the media, as I posted earlier today, are defending and promoting the so-called whistleblower, and they've no idea who he is. Nothing. But they don't care. And funny how they're reading from his screed as if it's gospel, when it's highly political, partisan, and hearsay. Isn't it? Well, you know, Mark, the acting director of National Intelligence said... He felt the guy was a patriot or whatever he said. Well, he doesn't know who it is either. He said he doesn't know who it is. So why does that matter? But I don't care what the IG thinks. We the people have a right to know who this man is. We have a right to know everything about him. How often he goes to the bathroom. Whether he's a vegetarian or a meat eater. He is the point of the spear... To take down the President of the United States. And he wasn't passive about it. He wasn't inactive about it. He went on in a little investigation of his own. Started taking notes. Asking people other information. Don't you find that curious? Even some of the better Republicans are saying. We need to know who he spoke to. Well of course. But they won't say we need to speak to the. Rogue CIA operative. Because the media and Pelosi have them scared. Well, you're going to destroy the entire whistleblower system. Didn't they just do that? Isn't that what they do? Flip the page. They've just politicized the whistleblower system. And somehow, voila, secondhand information, which before was not allowed in a complaint, would be dismissed, is not only allowed, it can't even be questioned. But there's something here, we think. There's something here. There's nothing here. Diane Feinstein today, she woke up out of a quasi-coma. 
And she said after closed-door briefings with the acting director of national intelligence and the intelligence community inspector general, she wants a word-for-word transcript of President Trump's call with Ukrainian President Zelensky. There is no such thing. There's no recording. But this is really precious coming from Dianne Feinstein, who has been sleezed up with the red Chinese military and government, as has her husband, for decades. They've made millions. While she has sat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, including chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee for a period of time. Her connections to the red Chinese government are unbelievable and have been throughout her career. She's one to speak, isn't she? All these fools. It's amazing. She should be under investigation. She should be in front of an ethics committee. And if all this is good enough to impeach the President of the United States... Then those senators, Durbin, Leahy, Menendez, and Murphy, who put enormous pressure on the Ukrainian government to do what they wished in two different investigations, they should be expelled from the U.S. Senate. But you won't hear anything about it. You know, well, this is an honorable body. We, uh, we always get along together. That's why we say the honorable senator from here, the honorable senator, we would never do such a thing to ourselves. They're sleazy as hell. So are most of the people in the media. Liars with agendas, and they know it, and they know I know it. Which is why I'm showing up in more and more of their little stories. Because they have to silence me. I will never be silenced, ever. Even if I'm thrown off of radio, thrown off of TV, I will never be silenced, ever. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. I said on Hannity last night, when you watch these Democrats, they look like a bunch of drug addicts trying to score their next fix with their eyeballs bulging out of their eyes and the sweat beats coming out of their head and their, their hands and their arms in the air and the re- repetitive attacks, and so they just look like, uh, well, exactly what I said. But so do those in the media. Our friends at Grabium, I want you to look, this is the media, where you can't tell an anchor from a host, a host from a journalist, a journalist from a Democrat operative, a Democrat operative from a former CIA official, former CIA official, from a former FBI official. They all say the same thing. 
Hat tip gravy and cut to go. This president in his conversations with the president of Ukraine was speaking like an organized crime boss. Uh, he said this was classic mafia style talk. Uh, about Absolutely. Like, you don't need to be explicit to set up a shady deal. I mean, if you've ever watched any mafia, anything. I mean, to people who see this kind of stuff in movies, uh, you see mob bosses doing it. Anyone who watches mob movies knows that's not how it happens. Um, this strikes me as a call that's really more appropriate um, to be reading a transcript of from a mob wiretap. This is how a mafia boss talks. We always have people talking about how Donald Trump speaks like a mobster. I don't like these mafia-like tactics to try to intimidate witnesses. We see this from mob bosses. We do not see this from presidents. What those notes reflect is a classic mafia-like shakedown of a foreign leader. He gets the mob talk. Donald Trump sought to run U.S. foreign policy the way Tony Soprano ran his crime family. Uh, Shaking people mm -hmm. down is what he does. He doesn't know how to do anything else. He thinks he's Tony Soprano. And <laughs> in a lot of ways, he is Tony Soprano. They're both overweight mouth breathers who are disappointed with their sons. Hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, isn't that funny? Hmm. Here's a good-looking guy, isn't he, Mr. Producer? He is a strange-looking slob. Absolute slob. They're allowed to make fun of people's looks, but I dare not, of course. Now let's listen a little bit. I know this is going to be tough. If you're eating dinner, just be careful. To Nancy Stretch Pelosi. She's on the morning schmo show, so you know how this is going to turn out. This is a uh, circle of psychopaths, may I say. Cut three, go. Uh, the, it, it is wrong uh, for any foreign government to interfere in our election. Really? Really? And what about those four Democrat senators? Were they wrong? And what about the Obama administration? And their use of the Ukraine to get rid of Manafort? <laughs> go. Here you have the President of the United States asking for No, he's that. not. There's not a word of truth in what this clown is saying. Not a word of truth. He didn't ask them to get involved in the election. You know, if Joe Biden hadn't obstructed their investigation of his son and Burisma, the corrupt company, this wouldn't even be an issue. Would it, ladies and gentlemen? We wouldn't even be talking about it. But for the fact that Joe Biden obstructed the investigation. And used his position as vice president to protect his son, who was using his dad's position to make millions. And so it's Nancy Pelosi who's covering up for the corrupt Biden family. That's what she's doing. Go ahead. Uh, so it is, again, uh, they, now we're engaged engage in a cover-up. Well, what, what, is, what is with your... Uh... Your, your brain tissue. It's turned into uh, what? Vanilla pudding? What's the word I'm supposed to? Oh, cover-up. It's a cover-up. Oh, some cover-up, isn't it? The cover-up is a Biden. Why isn't Biden under oath? Why isn't his son under oath? Where's his phone records? Where are his documents? Where are they? And there's Scarborough sitting there. With that constipated look on his face like he's sitting on a cucumber. He could be, for all I know. Go ahead. Cover-up of the cover-up. Two wrongs to Oh, cover-up of the cover-up. Ooh. You're so smart. It's a cover-up of the cover-up. 
I see. And the reason you're not going through a normal impeachment inquiry process, that's not a cover-up of the cover-up. That's democracy. These old, established, dug-in, left-wing cranks. She's a kook. Go ahead. And the president's going to have to answer that. And they know how, how wrong it is. So we know how wrong what is, you idiot. Go ahead. We saw with Russian interference. And by the way, I think Russia has a hand in this. Really? Moment. Russia interference. And exactly who was president back then? Obama. Who was vice president? Biden. The Democrats controlled the federal government, all its law enforcement, intelligence, instrumentalities, when Russia was interfering in our election. And didn't do a damn thing to stop them. Now she's going to go off on some crazed, overdose-like uh, rant. Go ahead. Uh, but we saw with the Russian in, uh, disruption of our election last time, their interference, uh, 100% confidence of the intelligence community, high uh, confidence of the intelligence community that the Russians disrupted our election. So yeah. why didn't you move to impeach Obama before he left office? Huh? All right, cut four, go. This man who's there in the... By the way, this is Hillary. Let's just slow down it. Hillary Clinton is pushing impeachment. Now, what does this tell you? What does this tell you? A woman who is destroying emails, cell phones, laptops, willy-nilly, when those were subpoenaed. She shouldn't be walking the face of the earth, a free woman. She should be breaking rocks. You know, with a cellmate by the name of uh, Mildred. Go ahead. This man who's there in the Oval Office ah, right shut now. up, you idiot. I can't even stand your voice. I got clip after clip after. I'm not going to do this to the American people. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. What's a chalkboard? All right? It's like waterboarding. That gives me an idea, Mr. Producer. Why don't we capture her voice and use it against the enemy? Look where it's driven Bill Clinton. You know, there's some days, I have to tell you, I feel very sorry for Bill Clinton. Some days. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Mark Levin, the conscience 
of conservatism. Call Mark now at 877-381-3811. You know, I hear these uh, people, they go on Fox and other shows, and they say, you know, what the president did raises very serious ethical questions. Really, what raises very serious ethical questions? Well, that he would bring up Biden that way, and he could interfere with the election. Excuse me. Bring up Biden what way? Bring up Biden what way? Well, you know, telling them, you know, you might want to look into this with Biden and the firing of the prosecutor. And what's wrong with that? Well, it could interfere with the election. Okay, there's an election. What were we supposed to do, cover up for the Bidens? The fact is that if Biden had let the process work in the Ukraine, we wouldn't be up to an election, would we? It wouldn't be this time, would it? So Biden should get a pass, is that it? Biden should get a pass because there's an election. Well, let me tell you a little secret. Biden's always running for office. He's always running for office. But you know what the president did that raises some ethics issues. It doesn't raise any ethics issues. Told him to talk to the attorney general. Not to his campaign head. Not even to Giuliani. He said, talk to my attorney general. Or give him a call or he'll give you a call. Wow, he must have made, he hid the, you know, the transcript in the secure classified area. Right. So what? I mean, they've been leaking his discussions with other heads of state from Australia and from Mexico. You've heard that. But even more than that, he had no expectation that somebody was going to get access to this. Why not put it in a secure location? the hell what kind of arguments are these they're so weird well there's something here there's nothing here nothing here at all and I want to remind you again that those four Democrat senators did much more than Biden ever did and nobody's even talking about investigating them ethics compl- what, what are you what are you what aboutism what do you mean what aboutism I like what aboutism don't you like whataboutism? I like consistency. Consistency. Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the U.S. Census. 83% of burglars admitted that they specifically look to see if there's an alarm. 20 out of every 1,000 households were burglarized in 2017. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security. Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice, hands down. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24-7 professional monitoring. They make it easy. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Round-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. But one thing that truly makes Simply Safe stand out is their video verification technology. When other home security systems are triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm and the call goes to the bottom of the list because usually it is. But not with Simply Safe. Using their video verification technology, they're able to visually confirm that the break in is happening, allowing police to get to the scene 3.5 times faster than other home security companies. And for my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now, and you really should take advantage of it. Go to simplysafemark.com. 
MarkSafeMark.com and get free shipping and a money-back guarantee. That's SimplySafeMark.com. SimplySafeMark.com. Yeah, nothing unethical. It raises some questions about ethics. Like what? Well, why is he talking about Biden? Well, because Biden obstructed justice and blackmailed the Ukrainians. He was the vice president. And again, but for the fact that Biden did those things, his son would have been investigated. So we wouldn't be at election time, would we? See, follow me, folks. It's so logical. It's so simple. I'm going to be on Fox and Friends Sunday. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? Fox and Friends Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, Life, Liberty, and Levin. 10 p.m. Sunday Eastern Time with the great Peter Schweitzer. We're going to get to the bottom of all this. You're going to want to watch it. I think you will. All right. Let's see. Uh, Rod, Oakland, California, the great KSFO. How are you, sir? I love your show, and I agree with you 100%. And I think I know how to combat this bogus uh, investigation. Tell the, us. The United States Senate doesn't have to have a trial if it doesn't want to. The U.S. Senate doesn't take orders from the House. And they ought to have their own committees, have their own inquiry with the Republicans. Too late, chairman. too late. McConnell announced today that if they pass articles of impeachment, he will hold a trial. Well, but they don't have to, according to the Constitution. But I said he just said what he's going to do. Of a thing. I, 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 I'm just upset about this so whole I thing. I can't Can stand the guy. Can the Supreme Court get involved in no, this? No, the Supreme Court can't get involved in this. Well, what I was thinking is this. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but but maybe if, if they render a judgment in, in Trump's sir, state, sir, listen to me. I want to help you out so we don't go down these rabbit holes. The Supreme Court will never get involved in impeachment. Ever. Okay. And the Chief Justice sits as the judge over the Senate during the course of a trial, Okay. The last trial. With Thanks for your call. I, I, I don't, you know, folks, you, if somebody asks me a question, I'm telling you how it works. Asking me three times doesn't change my mind. Number one, the Supreme Court won't get involved. Number two, the Chief Justice sits as the judge during the trial. Number three, they treat it as a political issue to be decided by the political bodies. Everybody always wants to run to the Supreme Court. What would happen if there were nine leftists on the court? Would you want to run there then? This is up to us now. We need to put pressure on our representatives to start acting. Well, I don't support impeachment. Well, get up there and tell everybody what you do support. Make demands. Witnesses. Documents. Testimony. Well, we're in the minority. It doesn't matter. You're fighting for the minds of the American people. All right, let's continue. Aaron, Bay Area, California, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Okay, thank you. Hey, um, I first want to thank you for trying to lead the charge here and uh, protect our president from the, you know, CIA. And, and I'm trying to protect our country from this ongoing coup effort. I was the first one to call it a silent coup, and I've been trying to protect us from this from day one, and it just keeps coming and coming and coming. Yeah, Go ahead, sir. So, the, you know, I'm from the Bay Area, just like the gentleman on the phone was also, and he kind of stole my question about the, you know, the judiciary branch can't get involved at all. 
even though they're running an unconstitutional impeachment inquiry? That just doesn't make sense. The political bodies have to handle this, and it does make sense, because sometimes the Supreme Court rules in unconstitutional ways, doesn't it? So the decision was made by the framers that the political bodies have to handle this stuff. Now, it's not like we don't have Republicans in the Senate. They control the Senate. Why should the Supreme Court step in when Republicans in the Senate won't step in? Yeah, and that's the other question I had is, you know, what, what are these Repub- where are these Republicans? I don't know. I have no idea. It drives me nuts. I've been talking about it day in and day out, haven't I? Yeah, and, and the, the reason I'm thinking they don't want to dig in on this Joe Biden thing is because, you know, half of them are doing the same thing. Could be. You know what I mean? Could be, or they're just cowards. They don't want the media's. Oh, you're going after Biden? They really well, are cowards. It's, it's no secret, you know, all their kids go to the fine schools and everything, just like the college admission scandal. They all do. All right, I, 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 I don't know if they're all crooked, sir. I just don't think they have guts, that's for sure. Thank you for your call. People are angry, so they're lashing out here. Andrew, Charleston, West Virginia, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, yes, sir. you know, I, I drive a semi. I listen to a conservative radio all day long on uh, 124. Um, you know, maybe what we need to do is, you're right, we need to let them know. We're, we're the ones who are the bosses, basically, and our representatives are doing nothing. I think what we do is, You've got a big audience. We just start flooding the calls. We call our congressmen, we call our senators, and we call them and call them and call them, and we don't let up until they do something. You know, we need to demand from them that a floor vote happens for this impeachment and hold them to it. Make them bring it up day after day until it's done. I'm with demand you, bro. That they... Yep. I couldn't agree more. I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, they work for us. We need to be demanding the witnesses. We need to be demanding the documents. You know, we need to point out, you know, when the Democrats are not following the process, like Nancy Pelosi on this investigation of for the impeachment, we need to demand they do a floor vote. They follow the process. Just keep flooding the lines. You know, I feel, you know, I, I talk to other drivers out here in these truck stops, and most of them, I mean, not all, but most of them seem to be Republicans to conservatives. And we all are saying the same thing, that we are getting angrier and angrier. I know personally I, I scream myself hoarse at the phone half of the day. And it's, it's almost like they're shoving us towards a civil war to keep our republic safe. And the bottom line is this. These guys, these Democrats, they are identifying themselves as enemies of our republic. And we need to start holding them accountable and letting them know you guys the media is the same way you guys are identifying yourselves is against the united states and those and and notice we're not represented so i pointed out you have nancy pelosi from san francisco you have nadler from new york you have cummings from baltimore you've got this uh uh what's her name all these different members are from la adam schiff they don't represent the vast majority of the country, and yet they've controlled this system because she won't bring it to a floor vote. Well, we need to be doing it. I mean, Nancy Pelosi might as well help hand her gavel over to AOC and let her take over because basically everybody's moving so far left it's getting out of it's getting out of. Let hand. me tell you a little secret. That's the common wisdom. I don't buy it. Nancy Pelosi has always been an AOC. 
The reason she didn't want to move on impeachment is because she was worried about her own power. But now she's decided she has to move on impeachment in order to protect her power. People say they're moving her left. She's as left-wing as they get. It was all about her trying to figure out, based on her caucus, how she could remain in power. Thank you for your call. Very intelligent, Andrew. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Eric Swalwell on TV everywhere? Is he particularly intelligent? No. He looks like he ran into a bus. Uh, why is this guy? I mean, he, he was the first one out on the Democrat side for president. Why is he on... T- is he... In- I mean, what's the point? Well, I guess there is no point. I want to remind you about the media. Look what they did to Kavanaugh. Look how they lied. Look at the Russia collusion matter. Look how they lied. Look how they still cover up for the Obama administration. Just look at them. What a bunch of freaks. After the top of the hour, I want to read you something that our buddy Philip Bump. Philip Bump over there at the Washington Compost Head, or as I like to call him, Philly Bump. And I don't even know you, Philly. Just to show you how they distort the news. They can't help it. It's been bred into them. They've been trained to lie. To advance their agenda. Liberty and learning. You know in a healthy democracy. These two things are mutually supportive. In America today however. The bond is broken. To help repair the breach. Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel. Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. Unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice, a series of choices, guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Rejecting the idea that we have nothing to learn from the past, Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism and liberty, again, in the context of ever-changing circumstances. 
Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. Hillsdale educates thoughtful students so that they might perpetuate liberty. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Al Franken's back, Mr. Producer. Sure, I see Jeff Flake is back. Oh, sure, sure, we're going to dig him up. I guess they're going to get Stormy Daniels next, you know, Mr. Producer? Ask her what she thinks. Maybe they'll get Avenatti in prison. Is he in prison yet? Oh, no? Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, just assumed. All right, let's continue. Let us go to Mark, Portland, Oregon. How are you, sir? Those call letters are not correct. How are you? Go right ahead. Hey, Mark, I wanted to bring up an aspect of this that I have. KUFO is correct. Go ahead. Hi, Mark. I wanted, yes. to bring up an as- I wanted to bring up an aspect of this that I haven't uh, previously heard talked about. Uh, it seems to me that the Democrats, inadvertently or deliberately, are attempting to take away Trump's right to executive privilege. So here's how it rolled out this time. They brought out an accusation that was outrageous. There was a promise that the a promise, or there was a promise that had been made to the president of the Ukraine that eight times in this call that. Um, our president had brought up the and made the request regarding Biden and investigating this. And so um, none of that was true. But the request is so outrageous that if the president says, well, unfortunately, that call falls under executive privilege, everybody then goes, wow, this is so horrible. And you see, it's a cover up. Exactly. And so by, yeah, by rolling it out so outrageously, it forces Trump hand to release something that he's not obligated and no other president. And they're doing it now with the Secretary of State. They're making a bunch of uh, demands, subpoenas issued by three different committee chairmen, demanding his testimony. And if there's a legitimate executive power, executive uh, privilege claim, uh, you're right. And the media, of course, are not going to cover this the way they need to cover it. Now, for Obama, they'd be protecting him. They're protecting Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats right now. They know this is a bogus undertaking. They know it. But there's something there, and but I cannot stand these so-called Republican columnists and others who go on Fox and other channels and pretend they're so even-handed. You know, there's something unethical here. I, I don't think this is ethical. Really, and why is that? Why is that? You think he interfered in an election? No, he didn't do that. How come, the, by the way, Mark, let me ask you a question. When Joe yeah. Biden tells the prosecutor, tells the government of Ukraine, you better fire your general prosecutor, he's not only protecting his son and himself, what else is he protecting? If he chooses to run for president again, he doesn't want that, that blemish on his record, does he? Well, sure, that can't be there. Okay, so how come nobody's saying that Joe Biden was interfering with an election? Well, obviously, the, uh, the press isn't pushing again, back against any Democrat doing anything. These four senators that you talk about that made the request to push the Mueller investigation, that, that's just not No, no, three possible. pushed the Mueller investigation, and one recently threatened Ukraine. They better not investigate Biden. Uh, okay. Shouldn't those four be expelled from the Senate under their theory here? They, you would think that it would at least be a matter of discussion that the yeah. country would want to hear about it and that it would be something that within their chamber would be coming up. But yeah, no, it's no. I could care less. About it. 
All right. Appreciate your call, Mark. Great Portland, Oregon. KUFO. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Somebody needs to give this mentally ill Beto O'Rourke the hook. Trump should resign. Yeah, and you should put your head in a toilet and flush it. And by the way, put it on the internet as you want to do. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to read you a story by a gentleman by the name of Ron Jagger. I, I don't know him. He wrote a piece in Arutz Sheva the Israel National News, but it relates to us. I want you to listen to this. Israel's election results have yet to determine who will emerge as prime minister. Yet when hearing the political pundits, the leading columnists, what I'm saying is you can substitute Trump's name for this, and the left and center-left political parties, The only message that is conveyed is that the Netanyahu era is over and that Israel must choose a new political leadership. Once widely read national columnist, one that is, even smugly predicted that the Netanyahu era has ended and that his magic has dissipated. Despite the deadlocked election results in which the Likud party and Prime Minister Netanyahu have yet to create a clear path to claiming victory, Critics have no hesitancy in denying the unprecedented success of Netanyahu's policies that have resulted in a booming economy as never before. Near record low unemployment, a record number of Israelis working, including unprecedented Israeli Arab and Haradi employment participation, increases in workers' wages and family incomes, low interest rates, low inflation, steady GDP growth, and a strong stock market. In poll after poll, Israelis have expressed a very high life satisfaction rating and rate their standard of living highly. Israel's strategic military standing has never been stronger. The emerging Israeli-Sunni alliance changing the face of the Middle East, creating a true possibility of peace between Israeli and the Muslim-Sunni nations. The real source of why Benjamin Netanyahu is despised demonized, and the subject of incessant and never-ending primal hatred is the desire to push back, politically, socially, economically, and culturally, against what might be called the elite, postmodern, progressive world, in other words, the old guard. These progressive political and economic interests have never accepted their ouster by the voting public, and will do everything in their power to claw back and get their greedy hands on the budgetary spigot and political control of the country. The old guard political and economic powers have been able to create an immense tsunami of false anti-Netanyahu accusations. The broadcast and digital media have willingly been enlisted 
to be nonpartisan and impartial in their effort to rid Israel of Netanyahu, given his danger to the progressive liberal future. <coughs> the anti-Netanyahu campaign has been largely effective. And many of these false accusations have stuck, creating a dissonance between expected voting patterns and the actual election results. Now this was also interesting. And I should point out before I get into this part of it. Donald Trump has done more for minority communities in this country in terms of employment and opportunity than any Democrat in decades. Than Barack Obama who relied on that vote, that constituency to get elected president of the United States. Look at the unemployment levels. I've never seen anything this low in either of the records, particularly for black Americans, Hispanic Americans, and Asian Americans, for women. Nobody has seen record unemployment like this, which means record employment. He gets no credit whatsoever, none. He's called a racist and an anti-Semite. Look at what he's done with Israel. Recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, moving our embassy to Israel. No president has done that. Recognizing Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. And scores of other things. Yet he is despised by many in the black community, the Latino community, the Asian community, and the Jewish community. Isn't it amazing? And this gentleman points this out with respect to Netanyahu. Says in the electoral betrayal of Netanyahu was a national phenomenon. Yet the population group most visible in crossing the political lines, in other words for his opponent, was the Jewish Ethiopian community in Israel. Seemingly distant strangers in every way, different even in color of their skin, have over the past 30 plus years been brought to Israel. Not to be forced into servitude as in other periods of human history, when blacks were shipped to faraway lands only to become slaves. No. There are no other examples of similar acts of kindness in human history that can compare to what Israel has done for the faraway Jews of Ethiopia by bringing them over, 140,000 in number today, back to their ancestral homeland. Never in human history has there been a similar act of benevolence towards a whole community by a developed nation. And since the 1980s, despite the immense dangers, the religious obstacles, the logistical impossibilities, the cultural barriers, Israel has brought tens of thousands of Ethiopian Jews from one of the most underdeveloped countries on the globe to the shores of the Promised Land. During the last election cycle, many young activists of the Ethiopian community were given monetary jobs and organizational support by left-wing NGOs from Israel, Europe, and the United States, and taught to promote an anti-Israel and anti-Netanyahu agenda, just like our country. This was abetted by local left-wing activists who have their origins in the anti-Netanyahu political alliance and resulted in the following false narrative being portrayed as a factual backdrop to the abandonment of Netanyahu by the Jewish Ethiopian community. Quote, Long-standing Israeli policy is notoriously racist, worse than South American apartheid, according to observers familiar with both systems. Palestinians face ruthless persecution. 
in a nation affording rights to privileged Jews alone. They virtually none whatever. Ethiopian Jews fare no better, unwanted because they're black. Citizenship doesn't matter. Persecuting them is standard Israeli practice, unquote. Well, this unholy alliance of many of the Ethiopian community leader activists and lying left-wing radicals threatens to undermine the notable progress that the Ethiopian community has made successfully integrating into Israel's society. Over the last decade, during the Netanyahu administrations, Israeli government agencies, the Jewish agency, the federation system, and many tens of NGOs funded hundreds of programs for every age within that community, with only one goal, making their integration into Israeli society accessible and possible, all during the Netanyahu era. All during the Netanyahu era. And it goes on. As you can see, it's awfully similar in this country. I I tell people, and I've told you, that the left in Israel is like the left in Europe, is like the left in America. They undermine their own countries. They lie, and they deceive, and they try to destroy. That's what they do. Two of the great leaders, Benjamin and Donald Trump, look what they're facing now. Look what they're facing. They've done great things for their countries. They've done great things for the world. Look what they're facing. Benjamin Netanyahu is facing a chameleon by the name of Gantz who has embraced the Arab parties. You might say, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is, in Israel, the Arab parties don't recognize Israel. And they are the playthings of the Palestinian Authority and Abbas. Gantz is sold out to those parties. Anything for power, just like in this country. Shred the Constitution. It's appalling. Now I have an article here in the Washington Compost by our friend Philly Bump. How Trump's love of iffy but helpful reporting might be his downfall. Now keep in mind, the media, whether it's the Post, Times, NBC, others, Wall Street Journal, have been horribly wrong about Russia, and by the way, it pushed the narratives, not just wrong, but activists, about Kavanaugh, and of course, about Ukraine. All week, they've been lying. They've had to step back. So here's what this jerk writes. This is why I mock him relentlessly. There had already been an example of Trump seizing on questionable reporting to the detriment of the White House. He's saying here, forget about the conservatives and the conservative media, Mr. President, they're not helping you. No, no, no. Embrace the Washington Post. I'm up to this, folks. I know what they're doing. Dividing Congress. Ain't going to happen. In March 2017, Trump accused his predecessor, Barack Obama, of having ordered a wiretap of Trump Tower, a claim he made after reading a Breitbart article that cited analysis by radio host Mark Levin. Now, where did Mark Levin get that from? I never said that Obama ordered a wiretap. But where did that word wiretap come from, Mr. Producer? Remember? It was a headline in a New York Times story. I didn't make it up. The New York Times said. They talked about a wiretap. And keep something else in mind. 
I was basing my analysis on published public reports. I didn't make anything up. And I came under attack, but he goes on. Neither Levin nor the Breitbart piece claimed that Trump Tower was wiretapped, true. But they did say that, quote, the Obama administration sought and eventually obtained authorization to eavesdrop on the Trump campaign. Now, isn't it amazing? I was the first one to underscore this point as it was reported in a newspaper, but very quietly. Then he goes on. A claim that Trump may have interpreted to mean wiretapping. Then he goes... It's not true anyway. Investigators with the FBI obtained a FISA warrant to surveil Trump advisor Carter Page, and he left the 2016 Trump campaign. And he had left the 2016 Trump campaign. I would ask Mr. Bump, do you have a copy of the FISA? Do you have a copy of the warrant that was issued? You don't have a copy of anything. You don't know a damn thing, and you haven't asked for it. You don't care. The only reason they went after Carter Page was to get information about the campaign. The fact that he left the campaign is irrelevant. They were surveilling him. In other words, he could be talking to the campaign. He could still be advising the campaign. This is what I mean about these guys. You can't take them seriously. They think they're clever. They're not clever. They're idiots. They're ideologues. They're social activists. I'll be right back. Much Lovin. Did we post my public invitation to Nancy Pelosi, Mr. Producer? We're going to post a public invitation to Nancy Pelosi to come on Life, Liberty, and Levin for one hour to discuss impeachment. So I can politely and civilly challenge her. She's been all over the media, talking about cover-up, talking about criminal behavior. I would love to talk to her. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Joe Scarborough, cut 10, Mr. Producer, go. And and this reminds me, and I'm not drawing any moral equivalency, but I always, Clinton supporters through the years said, oh, people are always after us. Why are they always after us? Because in so many things, they always went right up to the line Mm -hmm. or over the line, right? Nobody did that with Barack Obama. No, no. Nobody did that with, you don't, go ahead. He doesn't remember scandal after scandal. You know where there's a big scandal? Well, actually a little scandal. But a scandal nonetheless. You know where it is, Mr. Producer? In Joe's pants. So I hear. I don't know that. Or there was. What do I know? Then there's a woman by the name of Katie Turd. A.K.A. Tur. She's also a Fredo. Big leftist. Phony journalist. Uh, She hangs her hat, so to speak, at MSLSD. Cut 11. Go. He talked about investigating Ukrainian meddling in the 2016 election, which has been documented that they meddled in the 2016 election. A DNC operative that's met Russian in the Ukrainian That's Russian propaganda, embassy. Mark. You're, 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 that's Russian it's actually, propaganda. No, it's actually in Politico, as reported by Ken Vogel, Mark who Lauder. works for the New York Times Mark now. Lauder. Look how she cuts him off, talks her, because she's a moron. Katie Turd is a moron. She doesn't let the guy talk. She was wrong about what he was saying. And she's a news person. News person. This is what I mean. This is a joke. She's kind of Brian Stelter and drag or vice versa. I don't know. 
I don't know. But you don't get news. When we come back, I want you to hear something that's really great. Our friend Tom Homan. Remember he was on the program not too long ago? He goes at it again. He will not take their crap. Pramila Jayapal, I assume that's how you pronounce it, another left-wing kook, Democrat. She takes him on, and he takes over the hearing. This man is uh, hes like a hero to me, the way he handles himself. Susan, Silver Spring, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm just, like, still a little stunned that I managed to get through. Um, no problem. So I saw you on Hannity last night, and I just wanted to thank you for your passion and also for, like, calling the Republicans out for their lack of doing anything, in my humble opinion. And well, your humble I, opinion happens to be accurate. I agree with you. And I just, I just am so tired and so frustrated and so stressed and so many other things about our, la- our constantly being on the defensive and the Republicans even trying to explain away until they read all the whatevers to make sure that whatever Trump said is correct. I'm, why aren't we being on the offensive? Why aren't we calling out Nancy Pelosi when she's saying that, you know, that Trump is not, like, no one's above the law? Well, hello? How about the fact that everybody on their side is above the law? Why aren't we issuing subpoenas and calling them out? Because our senators are very weak. And we keep talking about it because they're pathetic. Thank you for your call, my friend. There's also a great article by Mark Vespa at Town Hall, another great site. There's no quid. Looks like a New York Times reporter accidentally gutted the Democrats' impeachment narrative. He's talking about the late, not-so-great Kenneth Vogel says the Ukrainians weren't made aware that the assistance that they were supposed to receive was delayed or under review until more than a month after the call from the president. So after a month after the call from the president, well, that's a funny way to be holding out military aid as a threat against the Ukrainians when they don't even know they're being threatened, Mr. Producer. There's another one that drops and falls, another lie, but there's something there, right, Chris? I mean, right? There's something there. I'm looking. Got to be something there. We'll be right back. So the narrative dies on this point, too, by Kenneth P. Yoga, leftist, New York Times. And this is from September 25th. By my calculation, that's three days ago. The Ukrainians weren't made aware that the assistance was being delayed or reviewed until more than one month after the call from the president. The entire narrative goes kaput. And yet, there are articles out today that Nancy Pelosi wants the articles of impeachment out by mid to late October. Do you want to know why? Because they have this heightened uh, hysteria, and they do not want time for people to unravel all these lies. Or to catch on to these various aspects of what they're doing. Notice Phil Bump at the Washington Post, he didn't write this, 
Jeremy Peters at the New York Times, he didn't write this. Maggie Haberman, nowhere to be seen. <clears throat> Notice it was Sean Davis at the Federalist who determined that uh, only first-hand information was provided in past whistleblower complaints until the end of August, or sometime in August, I should say. No suspicion there. We still don't know the name, the identity of the rogue CIA operative, and the media could care less. Of course, it's a little important if they're going to give testimony against the president. And the testimony, of course, is not firsthand. And yet they keep waving around the guy's complaint, even though he's not available to be questioned. That's your media today. And they go on, they go on with these false you know, stories. They run with them. They've been running with them all week. All week. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan is officially out, and it's worse than anyone thought. She's going to tell you that her plan will lower drug prices. Nothing she does lowers prices. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? That didn't happen either. Let me tell you what it really does. If federal bureaucrats decide, that is, faceless bureaucrats who you don't know, that a drug costs too much, the maker of that drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed at least 65% of the gross sales, gross, from the previous year, and up to 95%. So nobody's can even want to get into these drugs. They'll just keep producing the existing drugs, and they're not going to invent new drugs. Now, 95% assessed tax would kill any company, retroactively on the gross. So they'll put, it out, they'll put them out of business. Hey, why isn't there a pill for this? Why isn't there cream for that? I've got this inner thigh rash. I need... Sorry, pal. May have to go to Canada now. But even more, if a government can tell private companies what they, <coughs> what they can charge for their products, well, that's the beginning of the end of the free market system, a system that has attracted billions of dollars in investments, R&D, to develop the cutting-edge drugs people need to improve their quality of life and to extend their life. The Pelosi plan is a killer. Pelosi plan is a socialized medicine fantasy. And it will kill the investments needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs and hurt our health care system. I hope they're Republicans. I hope they'll fight this. Should be dead on arrival. Why don't you get the facts? Go to truehealthcarefacts.com. Truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Tom Homan at the House Judiciary Committee yesterday confronting Representative Pramila Jayapa, who is a left-wing kook running this subcommittee. Hat tip, right scoop, cut 14, go. Yeah, I'd like to respond to Acting Chairman Jay Paul and your comment about the Trump administration moving money around for more detention beds. I'd like to remind you under the Obama administration, we did that most of the years he was president. We moved money around DHS, it's called reprogramming. We did that under the Obama administration. I, didn't ha- I don't remember any hearings on that. And also, I'd like to remind you that, that under the Obama administration, I mean, you're quick to point out that the cages were built under the Obama administration. I was there. Family detention, we had 100 family beds under the Obama administration. We built 3,000 more. So when there was a surge in FY14 and FY15 on the border, Congress was quick to give all the money we needed to build detention facilities, get transportation contracts. We reprogrammed money on the majority of the years she was president. That was fine. 
Under Obama administration, FY12, we removed 409,000 people, half of what was removed last year. There was no hearings on that. So, I, I, you know, this is about transparency. Let's be, let's be factual about it. The time of the gentleman has expired. Since you did address some comments at me, I'll just say that I didn't like it under the Obama administration either. In fact... Well, be honest with the American people. You, you can't point out faults in the Trump administration when it happened Mr. under the Obama administration. That's dishonesty. It's pathetic and it's sad. Mr. Holman, I control the time and I am the chairwoman of the committee. Thank you for respecting that. Um, Wait a minute. But like whatever it. happened with getting rid of uh, genitalia identifiers, Mr. Patissier? Did she say chairwoman? Shouldn't she just say chair? Or chair it? Or chair X? I'm appalled by her. Go ahead. And I'll remind you, Mr. Homan, that you also testified before Congress in support of the Obama's priorities enforcement program before the Senate Judiciary Committee on May 19th, 2016, which had a very different approach. Well, can, that, I respond, can I respond that, to that? With that? Can I respond I re- to that? No. Of course not. not. <laughs> These little Stalinists with their ego trips, they're like HOA, you know, board members. Can I respond to your attack on me? No, you may not. I just want to put a little fence in the background for Fido. I mean, the background, it's, it's not a big... No, you may not! Oh, I just want to put an American flag on the front. No, you may not! We demand uniformity around here. Anyway, cut 15, go. You want to know why there's 50,000 people in detention? You want to know why we have a million, million, one million illegal entries in the United States? You want to know why have these issues? Because you have failed to secure the border. You have failed to work with this president to close the three loopholes we've asked for two years to close. Time so if you want to know why this issue expired. exists, you need to look in the mirror. You, need, the you have failed American people who are not Holman. securing the border and closing loopholes. Mr. Holman, <laughs> look, please respect the chair. We and don't the respect the chair, woman. Go ahead. The time been, of the gentleman has expired. I've asked you politely to let me go beyond my, my time, and you let other people go beyond their gentle, time, but not, not to Tom Holman. He don't get me go have, beyond his time. Mr. Holman, we have this, this approved is a, this, this is an agreement between the Republicans and the Democrats with the ranking member. We increased the time of one witness, uh, one uh, member of Congress who was interrupted by a protest. That is done with the approval of the ranking member. Please respect the chair's authority. I respect the chair's authority, but the chair... Mr. Holman! You work for me. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. You work for me. Wow. Don't you love this guy, Mr. Producer? Oh, my Lord. They don't know what the hell to do with it. They don't want him showing up at these hearings. But he wants to show up at the hearings, so the Republicans invite him. And so do the Democrats. They think they're going to run circles around this guy. He knows so much. And he's not putting up with their BS. He's not going to put up with their BS. Wasn't that fun? We don't always want to be on downers. Here, I want you to listen to this. Margaret Hoover has a program called Firing Line. It's a very unique title, of course, Firing Line. It was Bill Buckley's show for 30 years. I watched him as a kid and as I got older. Great hero of mine. And when Fox asked me to do a program, I said, I want to do a long-form interview. Not, I'm not Bill Buckley, not that. I'm going to do a Mark Levin interview show, but I want to do what we used to do. So then PBS sees, and they go, you know what? We're going to do that, too, and we'll hire a Margaret. Whatever, I don't know Margaret. And others have tried, too. But they don't get the ratings we get, thanks to you, my radio audience. 
But I'm not playing this to listen to Margaret Hoover, because I don't care about that. I'm playing this so you can hear Mike Bloomberg. Mr. Gun Control. Mr. Anti-Never-Trumper. I want you to listen to what he has to say. Cut 16, go. The Communist Party wants to stay in power in China, and they listen to the public. When the public says, I can't breathe the air, Xi Jinping is not a dictator. He has to satisfy his constituents, or he's not going to survive. He's not a dictator? No, he has to. He has a constituency to... to, 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 um, uh, answer to doesn't and, have a vote. He doesn't have a democracy. He doesn't. That he's doesn't not held mean accountable he can by voters. If his, if his advisors I mean, is, is, gave is him the check on him, just a revolution. You're not going to have a revolution. Nobody. Well, then, no government survives without the will of the majority of its people. Okay. It, it's just he, he has this, this to guy. Do- this guy. Step right there. Is nuts. He obviously likes G. He's defending a massive genocidal dictator who is rolling up the Muslim community there, torturing them, enslaving them, indoctrinating them, who's rolling up the Christian community there, insisting that they replace various crosses with Christ on it with him, with posters of him. He's got a social credit system in which citizens are given numbers, and the higher the number, the more committed to him and the Communist Party you are. The lower the number, you can't get a job, you can't travel, you can't eat. And he's talking about the majority. No government survives without the will of the majority? This is a very stupid man, this Michael Bloomberg. Very, very stupid man. Go ahead. Communist Party looks at Russia and they look for where the Communist Party is and they don't find it anymore and they don't want that to happen you are an idiot absolute buffoon remember when Thomas Friedman was praising China and the Chinese government and denouncing our government at least they get things done over there in China it's in Liberty and Tyranny it's in my book Liberty and Tyranny I was so disgusted he still writes at the New York Times, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's iconic over there. He's a great guy. They love these dictators, and then they accuse Trump of being a dictator. By the way, this Eugene Robinson, he's on the, I think, Pulitzer Prize Committee. He might even be chairman of it. I could be wrong. He was cheering today. He says, finish the impeachment. Go get him. Go get him. Go get Trump. Right, right. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Four little reminders, just four. Big time life, liberty, and Levin, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern with Peter Schweizer. We're going to really dig into the Bidens here in a very uncomplicated way. What's the heart of the problem here? So I hope you'll watch it and tell your family and friends to watch it. It's very important given what's taking place in our country right now. There's a big event at KRLA on October 6th, Sunday. Uh, Nobody's told me whether they're sold out or not, but I'm going to remind you that you might want to try getting there. I'm going to be flying out to California. It is the Town Hall 2019, Sunday, October 16th at the past, excuse me, October 6th, 6th, 6th. 
Well, that's not good. October 6th at Pasadena Convention Center, and I'll be there with Dennis Prager and Larry Elder and Sebastian Gorga, and we hope we're there with you. Just visit am870.info, and you can sign up right there, am870.info. Don't forget to sign up for my podcast. You might not always be able to get your hand on a radio, or maybe you're busy and you can't hear it, but you can take a podcast anywhere if you have a phone. Go to MarkLevinShow.com. That's our mothership website, MarkLevinShow.com. Click on the audio rewind. It's at the middle of the top of the homepage. So that's one, two steps. Then you're going to go to the podcast page, and then you pick your podcast. You download it right on your phone. That's it. That's simple. And the fourth thing, if you want to know what the hell is going on, get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. I'm not kidding. It lays it all out. In a world that has lost its way, lost respect for logic, law, and American history, who's defending you in Washington? Who speaks for conservatives? AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, that's who. AMAC gives its members valuable everyday benefits while boldly defending America's priceless constitution, history, liberties, and moral compass. AMAC fights for border and national security, freedom of speech and religion, values articulated by Reagan and Trump like a strong defense, limited government, and lower taxes. It's hard to believe we're here, but we're here. And AMAC is dedicated to remembering past sacrifices, preserving America's core values for the future, and they have great discounts and benefits. They oppose the rise of socialism and the phony Medicare for all. Join up, folks. Check them out at amac.us, amac.us, amac.us. Yes, I'm a member. It's a fantastic organization. It really is. And they're going to help us with this election, too. That'll decide the nation's future, and therefore, they are with us. Every Friday, America, in your honor. Here we go.
folks, the week is officially over and the weekend begins now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, ICE, and all those who protect us. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. See you Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. on, uh, what is it, Fox and Friends Sunday and 10 p.m. on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, America. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.